0: Hi, I'm Matt Kirkegaard, and thanks to Cryer Malt, this is Beer is a Conversation. A little over a month ago, the Federal Government announced changes to the excise system that will see the excise brewers' pay on smaller keg formats fall to match that of the traditional 50-litre keg. This had been lobbied for by small brewers for several years, and was touted to have a range of benefits across areas such as workplace health and safety, beer freshness, and the range of venues stocking keg beer. Given how long brewers had been lobbying for the change, the response from some brewers was quite surprising, with some expressing a range of concerns about the negative effects the change will have and whether smaller formats will even be used at all. So this week, in an attempt to get to the bottom of the issue, I chat with Nick Boots, General Manager, Kegstar Australia and New Zealand. With the changes 12 months away, I figured Kegstar would be paying very close attention to whether there is already demand for smaller kegs and what his business is projecting take-up will be. Nick and I chat about that, whether he thinks we will see a flood of one-way kegs from overseas and a range of other keg trends taking place here and overseas in an attempt to divine what impacts the excise changes will have for brewers. Enjoy the conversation. Nick Boots. Thank you very much for joining uh, beer as a conversation. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Matt. Mate, as I said in the intro, the reason that I wanted to get you on is that you know there's there's been uh, angst, may or may not be the 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 right word, but there's been a lot of discussion around what the government's uh, excise changes are going to mean um, for brewers uh, in terms of whether we're going to see actually see brewers use smaller kegs and whether there is going to be you know like a flood of uh, kegs coming internationally or those sorts of things. I guess if we can start, you know, what what what. What is your view? Um, you know, what is Kegstar's view of the government's announcement?
1: Yeah, look, it's um, it's certainly an interesting one, and it's one that that, um, that we knew was being worked on um, by the IBA, but I think the announcement caught us uh, all a little bit on the hop. Uh, look, from, from from a top line, you know, we're really encouraged by it, and it's. And the reason is, you know, it talks about fresh beer and the OH&S benefits of, as well of, you know, the 30-litre keg versus 50-litre keg and the subsequent weight um, that, you know, we think they're both fantastic things for the industry. Uh, how, how the cut will look um, once things settle down in future years as far as 30 litres versus 20 litres versus 50 litres, it's to be determined. And it, it's fair to say that the vast majority of beer will doubtless Stay in 50-liter vessels, uh, and we'll never see the forex golds of the world clearly uh, in a um, in a 30-liter vessel. But um, for those smaller batches um, and those experimental batches, uh, it's a great opportunity to put them into less than 50 liters and um, and get
0: them out and keep them fresh in venue we've spoken to a lot of brewers about um you know what their attitudes are and it, it seems a little bit mixed uh, i i mean I, i'd imagine that you guys have got a sort of tool up for whatever changes are are you out there um talking to brewers and and, and what's your read what what are you hearing back from brewers about whether they're going to uh, move to smaller formats
1: yeah look we absolutely are we are getting um mixed feedback from the trade. i think it's uncertainty is, is probably the resonating uh, theme uh our business is kegs and that's all we do and we are also conscious of the fact that we've got a 6 month lead time so we need to have our plans locked in uh, by christmas and our orders placed for for less than 50 liter kegs uh, so it's we are having those discussions we are trying to get some forecasts um, out of brewers it's also worth noting though we do already have a quite a strong fleet of 30 liters and 19 and a half liters in australia which are predominantly used for those uh, exporting beer also used by winemakers um, and, and spirit producers as well, who already take advantage of the fact they can use those smaller vessels. Uh, so we're, we're covered come 1st of July, but we will add to the fleet based on the feedback we get uh, over the next six months, that's
0: for sure. What do you think would stop brewers from moving to it? Is it, is it just the cost of uh, you know moving around smaller amounts of beer or you know, of selling beer in smaller volumes? Clearly, if you put the wrong beer in, into a 30-litre keg when it could it's selling well in,
1: in a 50-litre, your costs will uh, go up per litre because you're cleaning the you're cleaning more kegs, um, you're filling more kegs, you're transporting uh, more kegs. Uh, so, uh, you know, it certainly needs to be something that's well considered by brewers, and they might launch a seasonal beer, for example, in the 30-litre, but might also do some uh, in a 50-litre. And once um, traction uh, is gained for that beer perhaps then the, the shift will come to, to 50 litres, which is probably one of the benefits of, of the keg star model uh, in that they can pick and choose um, whichever um, whichever the market
0: determines rather than having to you know procure a keg and being uh, stuck with it for a long term. Decisions like this, I, I guess it would be nice if brewers could make the decision and have the market accept them, but you did raise the ergonomic benefits of um, smaller kegs. Do you think that retailers... Uh, will start demanding smaller formats because of the, the, the workplace health and safety benefits? Look, I, I, I thought it was inevitable that, that it was going to happen. Uh, when you look at the weight of a full 50-litre keg,
1: it's it, it really is prohibitive. And if you, you look at anything, you, you find, whether it be in a Bunnings store or or anything else that's um, that big box format, it's very rare to find something that sits around 65 kilos. It's it's just not a um, smart, it's not a healthy option. So I think it was going to come... Um, Will it uh, catch on and, and become uh, mandated? Uh, that's, I think that's to be seen. I'm not necessarily sure that will be the case. I, I look at a market like New Zealand where we also have a strong business and uh, clearly they've had um, excise uh, in, at, uh, at the same rate for an extended period of time. Our fleet over there um, is between 10 and 15% of 30 litre kegs and the rest is in 50s. Uh, and in fact, in the last 12 months, We've actually seen um, 50 liters as a share of our total business in New Zealand grow. Um, so there's actually been a shift away from the smaller formats um, and um, and to the 50s, I think, because the economies of scale that come with a 50 liter keg are, are certainly compelling.
0: Okay, that's interesting. In New Zealand, who tends to use the smaller formats? Is like, is it a particular type of brewer or a particular type of beer? It's a combination
1: uh, of the two. Certainly, you have some brewers um, who are, who are more creative are uh, Coming out with multiple beers on, on a regu- new beers on a regular basis, doing darker ales, uh, doing uh, funky sours, etc. That um, they they're making smaller formats, and you know that's that's an ideal pack size for them, whether it be the 30s or the 19.5s. Uh, but, but then you get some um, who are, are clearly making beers that are more marketly broadly acceptable, more mainstream, let's say. Uh, so they might launch them in the 30, and once they get traction, um, then they'll switch to a 50 and stay in the 50 only, and, and uh, you know extract some economies of scale there.
0: Okay, well that's, that's interesting because yeah, uh, you never know. But the, as I like to say, the uh, you know the, the law of unintended consequences—you never really quite know how changes are going to flow through to the market. But uh, looking at that experience probably uh, is a decent guide.
1: So our, our numbers suggest between. Uh, between three and seven percent of rentals um, from uh, July 1, 19 to, to June 30, 20 uh, will be in less than 50 litre vessels. That, that's our current thinking and our fleet um, will reflect that. Uh, and probably some further growth in the three years after that, somewhere between 10 and 15 percent, uh, uh, and beyond that, it'd be real crystal ball stuff. But I, I would suggest that you know somewhere between 10 and 15% is where less than 50 litres might end up, uh, unless of course uh, the government um, advances the push through artificial means of less than 50 litres to again to drive that OH&S agenda, which um, we would be uh, would be supportive of. Um, but um,
0: time will tell if that happens in the future. And the government has an incredible capacity to uh, to, to skew markets with uh, changes in incentives, don't they?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, a, a small you know, small taxation change to actually incentivise less than fifty litres would really be a, a you know hundred and eighty degree turn from from where we've traditionally been for a long time. Uh, but we you know we have to stay nimble uh, as a business and be prepared for for whatever they might deliver.
0: One of the other concerns that's been raised, and uh, it's it been quite vocal over on the west coast of Australia, um, is that the change is, is going to see floodgates open for um, one-way kegs, either from the, the the east coast to the west coast or um, international imports. Uh, because I understand that uh, one-way kegs don't traditionally come in a fifty-liter format, um, so the smaller format will uh, make it easier for um, beers beers to come. Uh, into the country, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I, and look, I think we probably will see an increase. I think there's some validity to to that concern, but I'd also make the point um, that I don't think that is the, the be all end all. Uh, and I think if, if those international beers uh, were strong enough to stand on their own two feet um, as a as a as a thirty liter format, previous legislation change, then it's not not going to change the the landscape considerably post the change. That that probably will be an increase but i i wouldn't suggest a flood uh, is is likely
0: but you guys operate in australia and new zealand now does that mean that there's interoperability between those two businesses that if a a brewer in melbourne sends a beer in kegstar to new zealand that it it, it, it performs the same function is 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 that correct absolutely
1: yeah now we we pull kegs globally so we have circa 2,000 kegs, um, change uh, change markets between Australia and New Zealand on a monthly basis, and the Kiwi brewers is sending beer here, um, and vice versa. So we're a big supporter of that. And we also do the same thing with our UK, Ireland, and US businesses. We we can send a stainless steel keg to any of those markets around the world, and it's, it's something we encourage, and it's something we've been been working on for some time. So we'll continue to do that, and, and I think to your point, I think we'll see more 30 litres, um, crossing crossing the oceans around the world, you know, and if that helps um, encourage uh, new beers to grow the market in Australia, then that's a great thing. And and conversely, we want to help um, Australian brewers export their beer in stainless steel kegs around the world. Uh, so uh, you know, it's a bit of a win win there, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm actually really surprised. I hadn't realised um, how extensive that the Kegstar model was already servicing the UK and USA. So, technically, assuming a brewer wanted, you know, was happy to use Kegstar, there's been no no imper you know, no problem with them sending the beers over um, compared to a one way keg now already. So, is that right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, it's right. And you know, we've I've got countless examples of we've actually helped facilitate um, brewers to make contacts. Uh, in, the, in the UK uh, where Australian kegs have been exported over um, in a keg-star vessel uh, and then the UK brewer has filled them and, and sent them back to Australia. And it's one of the great beauties of the model that you get the, the quality that comes from shipping a keg and the peace of mind uh, in, a, in a stainless steel keg, uh, yet you can ship it all around the world. So you know we don't all need to be fighting domestically for the same taps. Um, the, the world is, is
0: pardon the pun, is, is certainly the oyster for um, for our brewers. Oh, okay, but yeah, no. Just back to that point of um, you know th- smaller one way kegs. It, it, it doesn't sound like there's really been any uh, dis- you know, um, barrier to imports coming in. So I, I, I guess you could almost project that that logic holding. Um, there won't suddenly be a flood of smaller one way kegs just because of the change. It, it,
1: certainly,
0: they'll be cheaper.
1: Uh, whether the whether an importer will,
0: will bank the increased margin
1: um, or or a retailer who who knows but you know if um, if consumer has been willing to pay um, a premium price for an imported craft beer from let's say anchor steam out of uh, out of the US uh, previously then nothing's going to change greatly now will there be more us uk European brewers look at the Australian market perhaps but um, I don't think that the dollar saving through the legislation change will will be will give us the flood um, that some people fear. But um, you know, time will tell.
0: Is there a, a difference between stainless steel and you know the plastic one way that have the, 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 the bladder in them? I'd, have you ever considered you know running those in addition to your stainless for for the right markets?
1: But we we haven't, and, and simply that the, the kegstar business um, w- was born um, through you know it was founded by you know by Adam Tripp Smith who was the creator of, of Vale McLaren Vale Brewing um, in South Australia, and um, Adam used one way kegs and had a um, had a bad experience with one exploding uh, on him once, and it was at that point in time that he determined hey we need to get you know a keg rental model up, up in Australia. Uh, and that was the motivator, and that's why we're here today with the keg style business. Uh, so, you know, for that reason, uh, and just pure demand uh, from brewers that um, you know stainless steel and, and the premium stainless steel from Europe is something that we are very much uh, fixed on. Um, you know, it gives us a thirty year life on those kegs. Um, we think it insulates the beer so well; it travels so uh, so well with them. So. We pay the premium for, for the premium product, and you know we try and you know we try and deliver a premium service um, at the same time.
0: But you spend a lot of time uh, traveling. You, you were over at craft uh, brew the craft brew convention in the U.S. in Nashville recently. Um, have, have you picked up many international trends that may affect uh, local brewers uh, through those travels? Look, there's certainly um, there's certainly growing interest uh, overseas for Australian beers. There's, there's no
1: doubt about that. And, and those who took the time to go to to CBC in Nashville um, would have seen that. Uh, so, you know, and the conversations I I often have uh, with brewers uh, who are having uh, a tough time, perhaps getting the growth they want domestically, um, is to spread their wings and um, to use a you know an AFL commentator term, um, you know, raise their eyes across the broader playing field. Uh, and you know utilise options that that Keystar provide uh, to send uh, their their beer all around the world and and keep it fresh uh, and enjoyed by by those globally, because there's certainly there's growing demand in uh, Australian beer and and our style.
0: Are there any moves in in the U.S. on trade that brewers here should be aware of? I mean, I, again, I, this is just a very much uh, open-ended question because I wasn't in having been to the U.S. for a couple of years, but uh, it does seem to be a very rapidly uh, evolving market. Yes, yeah, certainly.
1: And look, As far as free trade goes, there's clearly the government's made great inroads uh, in free trade in, in Asia, and I know there's free trade agreements in place uh, with a number of, of Asian markets. Uh, So there's clearly, there's a lot of benefit there for the wine guys who are taking great advantage of that, but surely that uh, benefit exists also um, for the the Australian brewing industry. Uh, So um, I think there's certainly opportunity there. And one thing I did see at CBC was, you know, what was traditionally um, a US trade show and is still marketed as such has really become uh, a global trade show and, the number of you know South American uh, brewers, ingredient suppliers, uh, Canadian, uh, Asian, whatever the case may be, that, that that I now bump into at these shows, it really suggests that you know the industry is, is globalising at a at a far greater rate, uh, and I think that's certainly to the benefit um, of us in Australia, who've we've only got twenty odd million people um, to sell our beer to, but uh, when we actually you know uh, take our eyes up to the horizon, we can see that there's actually a a great world out there of opportunity.
0: Reading a lot of the headlines in the US, it sounds like some of the big uh, breweries, Sierra Nevada, um, Stone, uh, sort of losing uh, you know, volume. They're they're, they're actually seeing a uh, volume shrink a little bit, and we've even seen breweries like Stone start to embrace, embrace the local brewery move, movement to keep uh, pace with the uh, you know the, the hyper local uh, breweries that seem to be really growing quite quickly. Do you think that has a uh, has the ability to impact um, you know like your business um, in terms of? breweries not needing to to send beer or not even setting up to send beer, um, you know, great distances?
1: Yeah, well, look, it's an interesting dynamic, and I I think it's one we're quite away from here in Australia, uh, where I think we've still got quite a bit of growth, uh, given the consolidation rate uh, in somewhere like New Zealand. They've actually got twice as many breweries per head uh, so we've got some room to move uh, here, um, but it's probably the point you touch on around not needing to send beer a great distance is probably a key motivator as to why you know Kegstar acquired the keg lease business from from the Mettings family last year. And um, keg lease is an ideal uh, vehicle uh, for those who just want to sell keg in their own tap room or just you know, in their uh, own uh, area and perhaps won't fully benefit from the Kegstar logistics. Um, uh, benefits that that we deliver that keg lease um, to lease a keg, make it your own, put your own brand on the side is really an easy vehicle um, for those who can um, who just want to sell their beer more locally.
0: got I've uh, gone and made that sound like a, a, a terrible ad because uh, I'd completely forgotten about the bintani that you'd bought the keg lease uh, from bintani and I thought I'd thrown a curly one at you about uh, <laughs> trends that may be <laughs> trends that may be uh, going against uh, the, the, the kegstar business model but um, it, 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 it was that the reason that uh, the bintani business was a, a, it was an attractive purchase last year look we we
1: certainly acknowledged that um, there was demand for kegs that um, the kegstar model uh, didn't necessarily service and that was typically for for those in that startup mode particularly who, who just wanted, you know, fifty kegs to send in that to sell in their own venue or just throw in the back of the U. Um, drop the pub around the corner. They could keep track of them easily. Um, that you know, leasing was a really good option for them, which is why we we either launched our own um, or tapped um, Bintani on the on the shoulder and, and and offered to buy that business, which is a, a great business and has been a great pickup. So it really is complementary for us. And then what we've typically seen is brewers once that once they grow um, and they send their beer further afield then kegstar uh, it's where kegstar really hits the road for them that they could send any number of kegs um, further afield in their own state or interstate or, or as we've touched on overseas uh, and not have to worry uh, about the exorbitant cost of getting them returned empty um, or worst of all um, having them lost which is, is clearly a major industry issue
0: Mm. I, I, I was remember thinking at the time that Bintani launched that business that one of the attractive elements of that um, for brewers was that they could brand the kegs themselves and you know I, I always think that seeing an empty keg of a branded beer out the back of a pub is some of the best advertising just you know subliminal um, message about this beer is selling um, is that still the case um, with the lease kegs look um they can certainly brand uh, brand their kegs. Some brewers choose not to
1: I'd suggest that the vast majority acknowledge that it's what's inside the keg um is ninety five percent um of of what it's about. Some people use a lot of kegs in their in their tap rooms as whether they be seats or as in marketing or whatever the case may be, and certainly a keg lease is a great uh, option for that um as far as having them sitting on the side of the road et cetera um you know, sometimes they end up in fairly precarious positions, and um, you know we make sure we're out there collecting, you know, thousands and thousands of kegs a day to to avoid that. One of the great issues um, has been, and I think it's given rise to kegstar, is how do I get my two kegs back when I'm a Melbourne brewer and they're in cans. Uh, sometimes it can be a three or six month process to get them back uh, if they come back at all so uh, i think having a brand um, plastered on the side of a keg uh, when it's um, getting in the way of pedestrians etc etc can be a a challenge um so I, i think the upside for, for most, is actually seen as you know what, I, I can go without the branding um, as long as my beer is getting to the venue fresh. And you know what, I don't need to worry about spending 10, 15 bucks to get an empty keg back, which really erodes uh, margin and obviously in the, the sale itself.
0: Excellent. Well, I guess you guys are going to have a busy 19 months uh, or a busy seven months because given you need to be ordering. Uh by December this year to to have your kegs ready for June, so we might even just touch basins sort of keep track of uh, you know what sort of orders you're getting in um, in advance, just to see what you know, we can expect in the marketplace as of uh, one July next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Matt. We're um, more than happy to do that and you know, happy to share our learnings with the with the broader
0: market. Terrific, Nick. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us and uh, having a bit of a chat about uh, kegs and keg sizes today. No worries. Thanks, Matt. Catch you later. And that was Nick Boots from Kegstar. Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can also find the Hot Products Australia Crop Report in the show notes as well. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive a Brews News bottle opener and thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation and we look forward to another conversation next week.